I want to go over tonight's sponsors who are very, very, very nice in helping us out to make such a beautiful night like this happen. Anonymous for the debut of Yosef Ben Rosa and for Hatzlach and Parnassah making Aliyah to Israel. Rosa Barina and Rafael Ben Shoshana. Toby Rubenstein. This is dedicated to Gedalia and Rabshal Marush, with the help of Rabshal Marush and Ellie Goldsmith, in memory of the soul of Daniel Yerachmiel Ben Gedalia, and for her immense gratitude for constant prayers for Rabshal Marush and Gedalia for her continued report. Amen. Racy Gidler, in honor of Rabbi Nathan Yosef Ben Eliezer, and in the course of this learning, may his Nishama have an Amen. Anonymous for the report Shema and speedy recovery of David Ben Rachel. Kim Azala for the Aliyah Nishama of Yerachmiel Daniel Ben Gedalia, and for the Shudah of Ilana Esther Ben Rachel and all the singles. There we go. Reuben Bibi, in the memory of Gedalia's son Yerachmiel Daniel Ben Gedalia, and for the report Shema of his wife Haida Shakia Shoshana Ben Sara. Anonymous for the Rafua Shlema of Hana Bat Edo. And big thank you also to the Citron family in memory of Yerachmiel Daniel Ben Gedalia. Thank you very much. For many of you guys out here, you will know the next person I'm calling up. Mr. Gedalia Fenster. He has been lighting up the world for the last almost five, six years with thousands. With over a thousand classes he's given every single day, pumping out another class and another class and another class. And they're all good. <laughs> like they're just all good. And the amount of lives that he has by himself changed is mind-boggling. So many people, you know, because of Lighthouse, so I get the secondary, like, you know, information that comes to me. Everybody wants to know about Gedalia, this and that, Gedalia, I'm like your personal secretary, you may not know. <laughs> but, but, uh... We're all non-profit. We're all non-profit. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, um, it's unbelievable how many people tell me you have no idea what Gedalia has done for me. And obviously, I know from the stories that Gedalia tells me himself, it's unbelievable. And, and really, in today's world today, where you know there's a lot of different teachers out there teaching a lot of different things, Gedalia is definitely up there in the world today as one of the most listened to teachers in the Jewish world speaking Torah and words of inspiration and women. It's unbelievable. And it's all here from the South So, Gedalia has come a long way, and um, we know, unfortunately, the news that occurred not that long ago, unfortunately, tonight's learning is in memory of his son, Yerachmiel Daniel Ben Gedalia, Zikrona Levachah. There's not the Shem, you can see the amount of people that are here, that are, that there's not the Shem with the words of Torah that are going to be coming out from Gedalia, from Rashal Marush, and the thousands of people that are going to be listening to these classes tonight. All the Torah should give them a massive aliyah in Shemayim. Amen. With that being said, please welcome Mr. Gabriel Pantzer.
unbelievable announcements. Thank you, everybody, for your unbelievable support. I think we've had over 1,200 people visit me during the triple call. And I do, this was definitely a loss for everybody. It wasn't my only loss. And I completely felt, I never felt such love by the community and, and Achtas and in this marriage we have Mashiach. I don't think you guys know what you guys are in for tonight. Uh, Rabbi Rush has no words. I spent the last three, four days with him. And the simplest things, you know, I, keep, I, I sit in these classes and I'm like, oh, I, I do that. But somehow he says a couple words that changes everything. And these little words that he says, and the language that he uses, and watching Rabbi Shalom Rush do his bodhidut in the back of her for hours and hours. Rabbi Rush, I believe, is one of the tzaddik in the generation. You guys have no idea what he's done. And I'm just here to, to just to open for him. It's a big, big honor for me just to be around him. And tonight I just want to give you guys a very simple message. Obviously, there's no words. I mean, we've given a thousand classes. Where to start, where to go, what, what could possibly be said tonight. Thank God I can't see my notes, Michael, which is even better. <laughs> which is even better. That's usually, at, at, at the end of the day, it's all from the heart anyway. But in the merit of, of my holy son, that God willing, he came to this world, he was an unbelievable child. I'm very lucky to have him 15 years in our lives, and I think Hashem picked our family to be able to, for him to come for 15 years. One of the things that Ramakim has helped me in my life is definitely give me meaning. Every single class, every single Torah that we learn, there's a meaning behind it. When we have meaning, suffering goes away. But if we don't have meaning, all we turn to is despair. And this is the difference between Torah psychology, specifically the Baal psychology, Chabad, Baal it gives you meaning. At the end of the day, you have something to hold on to. You, know, you can listen to the Gandhi, the Gary Bandit shop, Jesus, those guys, yay, go work 2,500 hours to make them to be rich and you sleep. There's nothing left. What's left? I, mean, see, I listen to a seven, two hour podcast. I'm like, what do I have, what do I have to hold? What do I have after this? Nothing. But the Torah is something you build. This is why we want to, we want to, it's very, very important the difference between, what Malcolm says, between motivation and wisdom. I can't tell you the difference. When you get to the another level of your life, you're not focusing on motivation. You're focusing on wisdom. When you have wisdom, you can fix marriages. When you have wisdom, you can get up from the worst failure in your life. But if you're just waiting for motivation all your life, this is exactly what you get. Just wins. Moves. Rabbi Rush's books are wisdom. You need to, we need to understand the simple formula. Every book that you read gives you doubt. Doubt means a new perspective. Doubt means knowledge. And doubt equals mercy. To the extent that we have doubt and wisdom, we get mercy from above. And that's pretty much the formula. I don't want you guys to just listen to a class, be inspired, and two days later, we're back to the same thing. That sort of defeats the purpose. The purpose of this book, these books, is wisdom and doubt. And this is how, literally, I put in maybe 20, 30,000 hours before I was even teaching classes, we were not teaching. And that's what helped me. 
be able to look at anything and give a class really, really quickly because of the compounded wisdom. So what I recommend you guys tonight is really get a set time. You know, Miami, we're thinking about Miami. Miami's a little flaky, unfortunately. We were moody, we want, the sun's out. We're not serious. You've seen the difference between serious people. And I think we got, the sports teams are not even serious. Nobody's serious. But I want to explain to you guys, I want you, there's no greater happiness that I get when somebody calls me and tells me, Gedalia, I spent six months on your classes, I finally got it. This changed, that changed, that changed, that thing. I can't tell you how, how, how that happened makes me. Because the purpose of Rabbi Malcolm told us the biggest compassion you can have on somebody is obviously not give him a fish. It's teach him how to fish. Teach him how to inspire others. Teach him how to elevate God's name. Teach him, give him God. You could be in a Shalom Bible argument for 10 minutes, or you could be there for 10 years based on the wisdom you have. You could be in an obstacle in business. I can't tell you these teachings across the board. Business, marriage, kids, everything. Everything. And ultimately, the ultimate climax is when you take your knowledge and you pray to God with that knowledge. Then you're unstoppable. Then you hit, then you hit like our message says, the 50th gate. You know what the 50th gate is? the highest level. When you take what you learned and you pray, instead of telling God, God, please fix my marriage, please fix my broken toy, I need a zivu, I need a marriage. The Zohar says, you're barking. You hop, 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 hop. The same prayer over and over again. The same thing over and over again. So this is the most compassion, the most Passion you can have somebody is not only learn it, pray for it, and give it out. Then you don't need motivation. You don't even hurt. The word motivation doesn't even exist in your calendar. You're a person of wisdom strategy. Not why me, what's next? You're the what's next guy. You're the guy telling what's next. How do I fix this marriage situation? How do I get up from this failure. This is no such thing as why me. The why me doesn't exist when you put 20 years in, in, in the universal teachings. Well, there's nothing that exists. These words don't come out. You can't speak the feet and expect to win. And this is why Rabbi says, watch your mouth. Watch what you're saying. Because what you believe is what you end up saying. So you can see the importance. I can't tell you how important it is of expecting the salvation with no doubt in the Yeshua. And this is one of the things I brought to people. Guys, we gotta get to the next level. We're getting out hustled in life. The Yetzirah is out hustling us. He's waking up earlier than you are. He's getting to your mind. He's making you quit. He's making you go into despair. That's what he's doing. You're getting out hustled every morning. But you have Rav Nachman. Our sages say, if you don't kill the snake in the face, you're going to get bit in the heel. And this is what I'm trying to get. This class is more about a serious, don't come here just for the amuna, amuna, ah, It's not. Build wisdom. Set, get a set time. 
If you don't have discipline, you don't have freedom. Bottom line. No discipline, no freedom. That's the bottom line. I ask, how's your discipline? Then I'll determine your freedom. Because if your mind is full, you will not be mindful. You'll have a full mind. And this is what we're not going to Everything is there. This is why we have a thousand classes. This is why we have this. It's, I can't, this is the most important thing I want you guys to stress. Those books, you have to look at them as oxygen. This is why Ramnathan says, when a person's heart is pumping, quickly, he needs to breathe oxygen. What is he talking about? Physical oxygen? He's talking about praying or learning. You need that. When my emotions or my desires are running the game, running the show, which we know how they are, if you don't have that oxygen quickly, you're going to suffocate. This is the only reason why I was able to recover from something like this. This is the only reason, that, and again, it's not the class that I did afterwards, it's the classes that I was doing when I was getting the bad news. How in the world did I get those classes? That's the question. That's what I said, how in the world did I get those classes? Ramnachman also tells us, this is a world of pleasure instead of a world of meaning, unfortunately. You need to look, the pleasure you're going to get in life is after hard work. If you're looking for pleasure before you work hard, that pleasure is not going to last. Pleasure without work leads to shame, and it goes. Pleasure after hard work stays with you. Stays with you. It's a big difference. You have to start focusing on the pleasure you get after you overcome a challenge. Not focusing on the comfort before to avoid the challenge. This is a very, very important piece, these tools have given us because we're, we're in a prison of avoidance. We're in a prison of avoidance today. We're in a prison of, of comfort today. And this is something that I said to myself, how do we get these classes to the next level? What do we need to get to the next level? But we need discipline, guys. I can't express this enough, especially in Miami. We have, we have everything here. Baruch Hashem is a good governor. We have palm trees. We have good weather. But somehow, it seems to be very comfortable here. And this is where we really got to step it up. We have to ask ourselves, how many people could we influence? Because I'll tell, you the, I'll tell you the number one issue that I've seen. The number one issue that I've seen is when we're yelling at the messenger and not focusing on the message. That's the number one issue that we have. You can't be depressed if you have a woman. Bottom line. Can't be depressed, Rabbi Rush said. Can't be depressed. I'm not talking about the clinical version, I'm talking about the emotional version. Why he emphasizes so much on Muna is because without a Muna, you, you don't have a marriage. Because if you don't believe Hashem sent you that person to test you, you don't have a marriage. Always the second question Is that my Zibu? Is that not my Zibu? Is that my Zibu? Is that not my Zibu? The whole day long, we'll be in our heads whether or not we pick the right one. Without a Muna, you don't have that decision to be. Without a Muna, you don't have from anything. This is why Rabnathan says many people call faith a minor thing. 
Rabbi Nachman says, I call it everything. And faith, prayer, and miracles are all the same thing. We want miracles, we need faith. If you have faith, that means you're going to pray. And if you're going to pray, you can change, you can change nature. God created something to change nature. We don't change God, but we can change ourselves. So this is number one we have to ask ourselves. How do I make this? Very, the first question I'll ask somebody. They're going through a major issue. Give me your schedule. How, what, what do you do every day? Before we even have a conversation. It's like asking God, why am I not losing 50 pounds? Let's give me your diet. What does your schedule look like? What does your schedule look like? And then I can tell you if, you ever, if there's a possibility to show up. Whatever God's prayer says, if you don't understand me, if you don't understand things, at least believe it. The ability to look at any psychology book that you see today, number one game seller, number one time seller, if I see Rabbi Nachman already in there, it's, Rabbi Nachman, it's all Rabbi Nachman. Rabbi Nachman is just closed in a different area. It's all the Boshento, it's all the Valkanis work. Nothing's new under the sun, guys. You have to understand something. Nothing's new under the sun. We have it in our hands. So you have to ask yourself, guys, today, what can I do first? Do I have a set time to learn these books? Whether I feel like it or I don't. Do I have a set time for prayer? Yes or no? Then you can go into battle and question God and why he's doing something. Once you have a little doubt. But when we don't have doubts, we don't have prayer. We don't have anything after that. Why me? Why me? It's just it's, it's a ridiculous mindset. It's a ridiculous mindset. And this is not what we want. There's a formula to get married, guys. Got married in 30 days. There's a formula for everything. There's a formula for everything. God willing, this year, I'm going to have a much bigger event. But there's a formula. We have to really believe in it. That's the hardest part is our belief system. So number one, throw out the motivation mindset. Focus on the wisdom mindset. People that are successful do things whether they like it or not. They focus on the feeling afterwards, not before. Because we make 90% of our decisions based on how we feel. So if we do that, already we're at the window. We have a 10% chance of succeeding in anything. If we focus on our mood, 10% chance. If you're Scorpio, 5% chance. If you're Moroccan, 1% chance. 1%. 1% <laughs> Who wants to say I'm sorry? Who wants to go through no, nothing? This doesn't, doesn't exist. You understand? So I'm trying to explain to you. Number one, focus on wisdom. I want wisdom. I'm not interested in motivation. I'm interested in strategy. What do I do if this happens? What do I do if this happens? What do I do if this happens? Because your ability to get up from a challenge builds endurance, builds a muscle, resilience, and once you have your winning formula, just like a franchise, you apply it to everything else. This is why the Gemara says, if there's that, what are you missing? If you don't have that, what do you have? Such a strong line. 
It's a strong line. You have God, you have everything. You don't have God, you have nothing. You have absolutely nothing. And this is, it, it's something to tell us. This is what we have to focus on. And this is what Rabbi Rush's prayers teach you. I believe he wrote us the door. And he prays the first 20 minutes only on God. Because if you don't have God, how did you get healed? If you don't have God, how did you get, you have, what are you going to do to Shufan? If you don't have God, how are you going to make money? And this is what Nathan says. I want to, told, he told all his students, do not become old wood. Go out there, and your job in this world is not to leave a resume, which we know half of them are not even real anyway. Your legacy. What is your legacy? What are you going to be remembered for? How many people did you change lives? How many did you? Ask yourself tomorrow. What is your legacy? That's what we're not going to us. Your job is to leave over your words in this world. That is your job. How are you going to do it? Figure it out. And he's yelled at his students. Go out there and make it happen. All of us can start. Believe me, we didn't have 30,000 people, 30,000 people on the WhatsApp for no reason. Started with one person, added somebody else. I have, I know today there's 15 to 20 mini groups, people that have classes that they're teaching other people all over the world. So it clearly works. Clearly works. So this is what I want you guys to really focus on. Not so much motivation. Obviously there's no words to say for myself. But what I could tell you is legacy. Focus on this legacy. This is what you have to recognize. Life is very, very short. But imagine coming to this world and not leaving over anything. What, what, what do you have left? What do you have left? I've never saw a movie company in the cemetery. Haven't seen one yet. There's no movie companies in the cemetery. There's only that. 250 years ago, Rafael passed away. We're still talking about him today. He left his legacy. Read his books. If you don't understand it the first time, you know what Rafael used to say if you don't understand his teachings? You know what he said? You know what he would tell you? Ah! Not for me. Take another book. You know what he tell you? You have to cry like a baby. That God should open up your mind to understand his teachings. You have no idea how many times when I have no understanding of these teachings, I literally pray my heart out, open up my mind. Open up my mind. It was not, I'm smarter, I'm not <laughs> my mind is closed. You have the key to open up my mind. Teachings that I didn't understand, God opened up my mind. If you don't understand the teachings, if they're not coming into your heart, then we need to cry out. This is exactly what happens. When we lose the sensitivity, when we lose sensitivity to spirituality, you have to cry out. Because that means the heart is not there. God forbid, what would you do if you're in a 15 year marriage and you're not interested in your partner anymore? God forbid, what would you do? Oh, it's okay. I don't understand it. You would, you would cry out. You would cry out. So the main things I want to recommend you guys number one, Ramachan says, if you have a set time to learn Torah, you'll be successful financially. So if you're worried about not making enough money, God will cover this. We guarantee, if you have a set time, you do it every single day, just like if you work out. You get what you get, the results are the results based on how many times, not, not 
It's the consecutive times. Second, you have a set time to talk to your creator. You have a set time to let things out. You have a set time to that. Or you're holding everything in and dumping it on everybody else. We have a set time to that. If we walk around anger, with anger, then it's, it's, it's chances are we're holding a lot of things in. And you, you're going to make tons of mistakes. I do it all the time. But at least I can ask to take create the world and holding a lot of things in. Please help me. You are meant to win. Believe it or not, we are meant to win. But just tonight, the most important thing tonight, get, take his books, whatever books you need. Because to the extent that you have mercy, to have gods, you get mercy. No gods, no mercy. No gods, no mercy. Remember that formula. And this is what I want, I always say. If, some, if I'm not attracting mercy in an area of my life, it's because I'm missing the perspective in that area of my life. I'm missing the knowledge in that area of my life. That's why there's a hope. That's why there's a problem. Otherwise, you would have to sure. Set aside, set time to learn. Set aside time to study. And become a massive giver. When you give, what happens is God gives you new stuff all the time. Very simple. You let it out, you get new stuff. You hold it in, you get nothing. Become a giver. Find a, find, a, find a study partner for five minutes. Somebody you don't know. Like make, it, make, it, make it like a, a set thing. Discipline will give you success. And that's really the message that I want to give you guys. I mean, I, I can, we, could, we could say many words of inspiration, but I don't, I'm, not, I'm not so interested in that inspiration stuff anymore. I've been there, done that. I'm more interested in where are you holding when you're not listening? Where are you holding? What do you do when you get rocked? What do you do when you get knocked down? What's your strategy? And this is why coaches, CEOs, make a lot of money. Because they know what to do when it's fourth and one. They know what to do when the company's bankrupt. There's a price for that experience. There's a price for that wisdom. The same thing is a spiritual price that we get. And that should help you bless us all. That we should remember the books are there. They're not there just to. Don't walk out of here with inspiration without strategy. You get the word inspiration from your from your mind, and focus on how do I build wisdom. And that's where Malcolm says, "Who cares about your thoughts? They're not yours anyway." I'm more interested in your wisdom. More interested in your wisdom. I should help us all. We should have an amazing night tonight. And so it's an unbelievable thing to see so many people here tonight. And remember, the more dots, guys, remember, the better you feel about yourself. That's another formula. The better you feel about yourself, as you grow, the better you treat others. <laughs> it's another thing. The, more I, the, the better I feel about myself, the better my relationships are. Period. Period. Because the way you feel about yourself is the way you treat others. If you don't feel good about yourself, what do you want to do? You want to put people down so you can feel better. Bottom line, so you can see, it's such a formula. It's, it's a, it fixes relationships, really, fixes yourself. And then, when you're, in, when you're in that mindset, God forbid you want to talk flesh and heart about somebody. For what? You're not even interested in talking flesh and heart. Envy, God forbid, evil lie, give somebody an evil lie. God forbid, that's a sign of very low consciousness. 
We're worried about people, oh, he's giving me an evil eye. Oh, he's talking about, what are you talking about? It's like a low consciousness. That's a very low mindset. Who would give somebody an evil eye when they know they would sabotage their own blessing? Who would talk flesh and heart about somebody when they know they're hurting themselves? Why would you want to sabotage yourself? To show you that it's showing there's no doubt. There's no doubt, then these step bash people, compares, envious, you would never. When you feel good about yourself, you stay in your lane. And when you stay in your lane, you win. <laughs> but when you're in somebody else's lane, it's a guaranteed way to get into an accident. And it should help us all tonight. We should get a tremendous doubt, tremendous wisdom tonight. Use that wisdom to inspire others. Amen.
the whole fire starter for me in the beginning of everything in regards to learning how to deal with challenges that I faced throughout my life has always been connected from the beginning to Rabbi Nachman the Bresson. Roshal Marush, who is a master at not only uh, explaining things on a verbal level that everybody can understand, but his books for sure are incredible. I opened up the other day the Garden of the Moon, I haven't looked at it in quite some time, and literally, page after page, I'm like, this is amazing, and it's so needed, and it's something that everybody, this was published in 2006, and I'm like reading it, I'm like, this is relevant more now than ever. And I highly, highly recommend that, you know, if you have the books, amazing. I know the Rub says you buy 10 books, you get big brothers. And I also know that for a fact, many people that got those brothers really received those brothers. Um, so I highly recommend make that effort. I think the new one that just came out I see here is The Wonders of Gratitude. I have not read this one yet. But I will tell you that most of these books that I have read have helped me tremendously. If it wasn't for this, this is the main point I want to say. If it wasn't for reading these books, I don't know how I would have dealt with all the challenges, including the most recent one of, of a, my whole life, my house, everything being burned down and, and going through that process. It's all through about having a Muna. It's all about learning how to take that and riding with it and literally taking the high road and seeing once you do that, you really start seeing Hashem. Like I know I have in my life. Um, especially now more than ever, if you guys follow my story, you see that really Hashem runs the world. And it's an incredible thing. Once you tap into that high level of Muna, there's nothing better than that. And I know something's like, well, that's tough. I have to go through a challenge. And the answer is that's just the way that Hashem made it. But I promise you that if you do look at things with the eyes of the Muna, everything that happens in your life, it's really amazing. You really feel Hashem with you throughout that whole process. And I want to thank you because of that. I want to thank Rav Shalom Arush because if it wasn't for him, honestly, in my life, I wouldn't know where I would be and I'm sure countless of thousands of other people as well. So, I wanted to share that. Um, the other thing I want to say is that what Lighthouse does is something that we do on a weekly basis. We have tons of classes across the gamut of all different types of Torah teachings. We'd like to say we're into Ashkenaz, Sephardic, Chabad, Breslau, Rashidish, you know, every aspect under the sun, trying to do whatever you can hook onto, amazing. You know, so I, I invite all of you to continue to follow us and, and try to make an effort to come out here like you guys made an effort tonight. Everybody needs to learn Torah. I know so many people that are so disconnected and the ultimate line underneath everything, you need to learn Torah. If you don't learn Torah, you cannot grow. And it's something that's just not set enough. I don't know why, but it's the truth. And Muna, all come, and, and prayer, and Torah. But Torah is the key, the key to growth. And we're living in a, in a time right now, and a high-level materialism, and social media, and it just sucks you out. And here is an avenue, here is a place, a safe place that you can go to, to learn, to grow, and Bezrat Hashem with all that. As I mentioned at the beginning, we should see Mashiach and Rabbi Amen. It's a rough dude. Yeah. yeah. With that being said, I want to introduce Ellie Goldsmith. Thank you. All the way from the Holy City of the Mishraim, representing Kratos. Before I do one more thing, oh, sorry, one more thing. Guys, this is also a big deal. I want to say this. Tonight, Roshal Marush, as he's going to be speaking in Hebrew, we have 
And for me, it's very exciting. We have the English translator for tonight is Rabbi Eliezer Wolf. Rabbi Eliezer Wolf is the rabbi of the shul that you guys are all sitting here today, the Beit behind the shul. An incredible speaker can, can learn with a highness and can teach to somebody who doesn't know anything at all. A super knowledgeable person and to be having this hook in the manner to hear them tonight translated to be an incredible, incredible thing. And for me, and I also personally want to thank him because the truth of the matter is Lighthouse Project, we've been, this has been our home. We've been our home now for Baruch Hashem six years. And, you know, to, to live and coexist in somebody else's shul, we run the shul, but this is just a part of the synagogue. It's a part of the energy that feeds it. And to do this coinciding with each other is an incredible, incredible thing. And Bezrat Hashem, that should continue. Bezrat Hashem, until Mashiach comes, to her Rabbi Amen. Alright, thank you everyone for joining us. This whole event is a miracle. It is a true wonder of gratitude that we're all here tonight in Miami, Florida. After two difficult years of not being able to join you, we truly thank Hashem and we thank all the organizers, the Lighthouse Torah Project, Michael Memel, all the people that work with him and volunteer. And we want to thank, obviously, the host of the show, our wonderful translator tonight, Pavelia Zawul. And we also want to thank, that includes Fidalia Fenster and the wonderful community here. Personally, I have the tremendous merit of living five minutes away from Ashtonamara Shizushalayim. And I have also the Tremendous merit to live five minutes or even ten minutes away from other famous Sadiq and righteous people, and they're often in my neighborhood. People like Rabinaman and other very famous Sadiq and righteous people that we all gain from and should gain from. And I have to say that I spend more time listening to people from your community than I do to my local holy righteous people. Well, there's that comment on my level, but what it is is a big praise to the people you're joining together with tonight, the Dalia Fenster and the Kahila, the community, you're creating a tremendous light in the world, especially showing up tonight after such a difficult time period, and we're so happy to join you all, especially with Rav Shalabarish, I have the merit to sit with him on a weekly level with my Muna class, the Dalia has joined us, Michael Bermanek has joined us on Zoom, and now we have the supreme pleasure of being, as it says, the Haitianas Panim Bapanim, we are face to face for the first time in two years, I'm going to lift this mic up just a little more. I would just please everyone now join us together and welcome Rashad Amorish as we go into the Garden of Amuna together tonight and hopefully together we really internalize everything he says to the point where we have true love of all people and bring the world to the ships and the kingdom of Amen. Please welcome Rashad We will make another announcement after the class about the books and also the winner life. Here we go.
You can you.
לא אהבת את ממש מתפלל על זה, שזה יחקוק בלב שלו את ההגדרה של האמונה. כשאדם, אפילו אדם, אנשים באו אליי, אמרו לי שיש להם חרדות, עדיף, חרדות. אז אמרתי להם, תגידו אחריי, אמונה. People will come to the rabbi with some of their issues they're dealing with, a lot of fear, a lot of trauma, other things that they're suffering from. And the rabbi tells them to say this mantra always, repeated and repeated over and over again, and all of those issues and fears will fall away. בירושלים, והוא סיפר לי שהיה לו חרדות שנה וחצי, הוא לא יכול כבר, משהו נורא היה, ממש, כבר לא יכול, לא היה לו כל הכבוד, לחיות ממש, ואשתו אמרה לו, זהו, אשתו בית ממש נתקעה שם. Jew in Yerushalayim, in Jerusalem, who this person was complaining to the Rav that it's already a year and a half that he's suffering from all kinds of fears and these severe challenges and he reached a peak he could no longer tolerate it at all and even his wife recognized that he was about to completely give up from being able to ever resolve these fears in his life. וגם יש לי חוברות על תודה, יש לי חוברת, קוראים לה חוק תודה. למד את זה, והתחיל להגיד תודה. אנשים כל יום, כמו שכתבתי, אחרי שלושה שבועות, החרדות קיבלו חרדה לברכו מהם. And he started to practice this exercise in his life of constantly saying Todah and thank you and thank you Hashem. And he did this every single day. And after three or four weeks, he saw such a big difference. His life lighted up. As the Rav said, that all of his fears got afraid from him and they all ran away. <laughs> תגיד לעצמך, מה פתאום? תמיד יהיה רק, תמיד יהיה לי רק טוב. Whatever concern, whatever issue you're dealing with in life, if you have some kind of anxiety or worries, you have to ask yourself, מה פתאום? Why? Why such a worry? It's such a simple matter. Remember, Hashem is always watching over me, and it'll ensure it'll always be only good for me. It's not a blessing they need to respond to men. He's stating a fact and a reality. 
Microphone, the you done man? It's the fact that he's holding a microphone, you don't respond to me. It's not a blessing. It's the fact. Make it go man? The Rav is emphasizing an important point. He's not suggesting this as a, as a blessing. Hopefully something good will come out of it. He's saying this is a fact. That if you have this attitude of Todah, of gratitude, Recognize that Hashem will ensure only good will come into your life. This is the reality, not something you have to hope for, but it's a fact. Anything that's worrying you in life and causing you concern and anxiety, you have to recognize not to take it seriously because it's not real. It's false. It's a complete test. It's not something that's real. And recognize that the real thing is that Hashem will give you only good in life. So these were some very big statements that the Rav just made, and he said, now we're going to slowly get into this and try to understand it. So the first question that the Rav is posing is, how does one measure their state of emunah? How? Simcha. Through simcha, through joy. If you have simcha, if you're happy in life, that shows that you have emunah. If unfortunately you're unable to have simcha in life, then you're lacking in your emunah. So what is faith? So what's Emunah? Emunah in Hashem made us. Everyone together. Emunah, Hashem Tamigo Hevoti, Hashem always loves me. Tamigo Yali, it'll always be for me.
אם אתה רואה שחסר לו שמחה הזו, הוא מבין שחסר לו אמונה, אז עכשיו הוא ישאל, אז איך אני אלך? מה אני אעשה שיהיה לי אמונה? מה אני אעשה? מה אני אעשה? So we've established that if you're lacking in simcha, in happiness in life, then you're lacking in simcha. Then the question is, and how do we build that simcha? And how do we build that emuna in our life? There's a lot of books here to study this. There's a new book that just came out on gratitude. It's called The Wonders of Gratitude. This book brings new light into your life. New light into gratitude, into saying toda, saying thank you, Hashem. Exercise. 
הוא למד את הספר שירת השירים מאה ואחת פעמים. ואני שאלתי את עצמי, הוא גאון. מה, הוא לא ידע? אחרי פעם אחת, טוב, אחרי עשר פעמים, הוא כבר ידע את זה באפריקה, עשרים פעמים, שלושים פעמים. The Gaon of Yonder writes that when he studies something, he makes sure to study it a hundred and one times. And the Rabbi asks the question, he's the Gaon of Yonder. When he studies it once, he knows it forever. His mind retains that knowledge. Once, twice, five times, ten times, thirty times. Why do you have to study it a hundred and one times? זה או ללמוד הרבה פעמים, וגם ודאי הפתוח, גם להתפלל, ובוודאי גם ללמוד וגם להתפלל, ואז אדם זוכה לחיות את הדברים. Because the Gaon of Vilna didn't just want to study and know what he was learning, but he wanted to feel it, and he wanted to own it, and have it penetrate his heart and his life. And for that, he had to study it 101 times, and no doubt the Rav adds, he also, of course, prayed very hard that these things should really penetrate his heart and his life. גאון, גאוני, כל זה בשביל ללמד אותנו, ללמד אותנו, כאדם הוא חושב, טוב, אני יודע, למה אתה לא חי את זה? שללמד אותנו שלחיות זה עבודה. But he, and that was teaching us, that if you want to not just study something, to be able to truly know it, that it penetrates, it changes us, you have to keep studying it over and over again. Many times people come and they're still struggling and the God asks them, did you read the book, The Garden of Emunah? And they say, yes, yes, we read it, we know it. He says, if you read it, then you know it, then you wouldn't be having the problem you're having. Obviously you didn't read it enough, obviously you don't know it enough, obviously you haven't worked hard enough to bring it into your life. <laughs> If we want to strengthen our emunah, it's an avodah. It's a lot of hard work. It's not going to come easy. You can't imagine how many times the Rav himself prays and prays to Hashem that he should merit to have a complete faith. Probably more than 200 hours, probably more than 300 hours. He continues to pray to Hashem to help him have 
complete faith. וברוך השם, השם שומע תפילה, ונתן לי אמונה, וכתבתי יותר מעשרים שברים על אמונה. ברוך השם, השם God has responded to his prayers and blessed him to have complete faith, and that's why he's able to write all these books and to teach it to all of us. שמה אני אספר לכם? Why am I telling you all this? שגם אתם תדעו שכדאי לכם לעבוד. שתקבל אמונה זה גן עדן בעולם הזה. That hard work pays off, and all of us here should also practice this hard work and we'll see the results. איך אני שם? אמונה, אוגן, Thank you. 
שהוא גם, גם מי שממש רחוק, ממש, גם מי שממש רחוק לגמרי מיהדות, אז הנה, ספר רק על אמונה. Even if somebody is not Jewish or very distant from particularly Jewish teachings, there's the book of the Universal Garden of Emunah, which speaks to all mankind. So how do we merit to have Emunah? We study and we pray to Hashem, help me, give me, grant me Emunah. We study about faith. And then we turn to Hashem, we talk to Him and we ask of Him, please grant me Emunah. What's faith? She's not Jewish. 
So this husband, who had run away to a very remote place, without internet, without any connections, he didn't have a phone or anything, and then he also found this book, Say Thank You and See the Recording, he began to practice this, and he had a complete awakening, and he returned back home, and now, three years, they have a wonderful marriage together, and today they came to see the love. Love for one another, 
במסירת נפש, with absolute devotion, sacrifice. For all people, all Jewish people. So the Rav began to study a lot about this and think about it a lot, and he realized that without absolute love for one another, all of us, it's impossible to have a true change in this world and to bring about the coming of Mashiach, which we're all waiting for. He was thinking to, he was thinking to himself, what, what can we do? What could be the answer, the solution here? How do we achieve this? There should be only love among us all, no hatred in our hearts for anybody. So one solution is if you can make everybody Moroccans, then it'll be a little easier. Maybe everybody should be uh, Polish. Everyone should be American. Of the hatred in our hearts for each other. 
כותבת, כל שאין אנו מתהרים, מתהרים, מחטא שצריך להכנה, אי אפשר להיגרם. So long as we're not cleansed of that terrible sin, it's impossible for us to be redeemed. <laughs> He writes that if you have any amount of hatred in your heart, even if performing all the mitzvot of the Torah, it's impossible for Mashiach to come. Even if everybody is saying Torah all the time and performing all the mitzvot, Mashiach cannot come if there's still hatred in our hearts. It has to be only peace and love for one another. Rav was a study partner with Rav Mordechai Shirabi, the great Kabbalist. Just the two of them studied together entire nights, just alone. And he asked his great Lukubal, Rav Shirabi, when is Mashiach coming? Rabbi answered, Mashiach is here. He lives in Jerusalem. I know who he is. I've met him. I've spoken to him. There was another tzaddik which they now knew very well. His name was Rabbi Yosef Schwartz. He lived in Netanya, and they used to refer to him as Saba. That was his grand title. He also recounts a story that he too met Mashiach in Jerusalem, in Jerusalem, and spoke with him. And then Rav Schwartz decided, if I know who he is, I've discovered him, I want to publicize this about him. And then Rav Schwartz recognized that the heavens did not approve of his efforts and they were upset with what he wanted to do. So he recognized he has to do a lot of teshuvah and fast, many fasts, to atone for 
wanting to disclose and reveal and bring the Mashiach before its time. He realized that Mashiach is unable to be revealed in this world so long as there's not yet absolute unity among all people. And he writes, he really is concerned what kind of tragedies could befall upon us if we don't achieve this true unity among us. The Rav spent many hours praying and crying on Lagba Omer by the graveside of Rabbi Shimon by Yochai. And he realized with conviction that this is the only solution. And from now on, the Rav is not going to rest for a moment until he's able to help and to accomplish. There should be true unity among us all. You're going to ask the question, how can Rabbi Rush change the whole world to ensure that there's a good unity in the whole world? It's very difficult. Mishnah writes that before Mashiach comes, first Eliyahu the prophet is going to come. The Rambam, the Maimonides writes, why will Eliyahu not come first? Because he's coming to bring peace among all Israel. And only once Yahweh has succeeded in bringing shalom, peace among us all, then Mashiach can come. Soon I'm going to explain everything to you. From that Lagba Omer, the Rav decided every single day he's going to spend half an hour praying for peace among all Israel. And he's been doing that every single day today as well. I want all the Rav wants everybody to pray with him together. But before we do that, the Rav's gonna first give a message. Uh, 
בכלל מתי הם מאמן? אם אדם יכול לפעול משהו שהוא כואב, כבר אין לכל הילדים. אני אומר, בכלל, מיליון מנה, מנה. אם מתפללים על אהבת ישראל, על מרווחים, מיליון דברים. לא, אם מתפללים רק תפילת מילה, לא מבין דבר. אבל אם מתפללים על אהבת ישראל, מרווחים מיליון דברים. והלכה, דושלו אתה צריך לראות כל יהודי כמו שאתה אוהב את עצמך. 
הוא הבין שהנה הבן שלו באמת הוא עשה רעש. אם זה היה מישהו אחר, הוא לא היה עושה אותו דבר. לכן הוא בחר, שהוא הבין שיש לו, עדיין הוא לא הגיע לדרגה, לקיים את המצווה שבאהבת לאחר כמוך. It'd be somebody else not related to him he's not sure that he would have made the same effort to arrange all the prayers to bring him healing when the rabbi read the story he said to himself and he recognized all of us have so much to work on to improve our Ahavat Yisrael. Since Lag Baomer, the Rav is trying to teach everybody to spend, dedicate half an hour every day to practice its bodhidut, having in mind all the Jewish nation. There's a list here of thousands of names that took upon themselves the resolution to do this daily half hour its bodhidut. Sometimes he tells me to ask the person, and you raise your accept upon yourself half an hour a day to do it, and the person responds, eh, I can't promise. The Rav says that when it comes to mitzvot that you hold very precious from the Torah, you never say Belin Eder without a promise. You never say, tomorrow I'm going to try to put on Tfilin without promising. Of course you put on Tfilin. So you have to recognize the mitzvah for the Dota and Avat Yisrael for everybody is also from the Torah. You cannot say Belin Eder without a promise. <laughs> I'll try without promising to observe Shabbat. You never said that to yourself. לא מבינים שאהבת ישראל זה מצוות עשה דאורייתא. כמו שאתה לא אומר בני נדל שום מצווה, אתה חייב לקיים, גם זה כולנו חייבים להגיע לדרגה הזאת, כל עד מיתן יהיה לו אהבת ישראל בשלמות. אהבת ישראל absolute devotion to fulfill Abad Yisrael, love for each other in a wholesome, complete way. I tell you, 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 I was in the middle of the day, I was in the middle of the day, in the middle of the day, in the middle of the day, only after I started to work and to work in Abad Yisrael, I was in the middle of the day, like I told you. The Rav says that when the, episode, the tragic episode of Lag Omer happened, he was feeling in a state of great darkness. 
כתבת כל המצרים, כולך אמונה, נכון, אתם צודקים, אבל את האור הגדול עדיין לא קיבלתי, רק שנהיה לי אהבת ישראל. Even though he authored so many books and has been teaching so much power and helping so many people, he still realized he was in a state of illness. Only at Al-Baqam, when he had this discovery about the need to emphasize and to teach others about the importance that we have to achieve Ahabat Yisrael, true unity among each other, this brought a new light into his life. Shadam, Yisrael Ahabat Yisrael, Elo Kinah, שאדם לא יקנא בבן שלו, אם הוא אוהב את כל יהודי כמו הבן שלו, אדם יקנא בבן שלו. You won't have any hatred for anybody, just like you won't kind of hate your own child or sibling. Everyone is your sibling in life. You'll never have a negative eye towards anybody. You'll never speak gossip and slander about anybody. שאלה יש לו אהבה ישראל, הוא כבר לא ידבר על שלו לאב אחד, כי הוא אוהב גם לא ידבר על שלו לאב אין שלו. For so long we've been speaking about and teaching about the prohibition and it's inappropriate and we should not be able to stop speaking לשון הרע about each other and it didn't help, none of the teachings helped and now we've realized what the secret is we have to strengthen אהבת ישראל and once we love each other no one would ever want to speak negatively about another person When you have true love for each other, you receive a new heart, a good heart, and a good eye for others. When you have Abad Yisrael, you become cleansed from all negativity and, and negative ways of seeing things and people around you. You become completely clean from that. <laughs> told over the story of the Lelaver and Adam, which just said, by his son who was not well, and then he now composed a new song.
Hashem, you give us the gift to be able to love every single person with Shleimutz completely, and to love another person like my own child, like my own soul, like my own being. Literally to love someone, literally like myself, like my own child, like my own being. When a person, when a person prays for the Jewish people, Hashem atones you for all your sins. The vaccine against all ailments is to pray for other people. Praying for all Jewish people, this is the greatest protection. The Gemara says that suffering comes to a person because of their sin. If you will spend time every day praying for people, for the Jewish people, all of your suffering and all of your sins will go away. So if once all your sins have been cleansed, then now you have the greatest protection, the immunity from all suffering. If you haven't yet found your shidduch, you'll find it now. If you were unable to have children, you'll be able to have children now. If you are lacking peace in your home, you'll have peace in your home now. If your child is struggling to remain on the correct path, and in the merit of you praying for all Jewish people, God will bless you that you will receive more nachas from your child. If you love the Jewish people, then Hashem loves you. And once Hashem loves you, everything is going to be okay in your life. Somebody who fails to ask Hashem for compassion for all the people in his generation, punishments will come to such a person. Somebody who is able to pray for mercy from Hashem on one's friend and they do not pray, then they are called a sinner. Somebody who does not pray for the tragedies among the Jewish people is also called a sinner. 
עכשיו טובות, מי שיתפלל על עגלו, על ידי זה הקדוש כופה לו את טובתו. Now in the positive way of, of framing it, somebody who prays for others, for his friends, Hashem brings you double from, to you from what you prayed for. If ever you want to make a prayer and you want Hashem to respond to your prayer in the way that you want, make sure to include others, all of Tom Israel, in your prayer. The Rav is now composing another book of stories of people who were praying for things in their life and in their prayers they included and they thought about everyone, the entire Jewish nation in their prayers and as a result of that they saw the positive results in their life. Say, 
you are stopping Mashiach from coming. Imagine the shame that, that happens to you because of Yana Nabi and everyone is waiting just for you. Which is why we need to start to do this now in our lives before that could happen. So you may ask the question, what should we do with that half hour of prayers? What kind of prayer should we make? So there are two answers to that question. The first answer is that if you were praying for your own child, you wouldn't ask, what do I do for half an hour of prayer? You would be able to spend six hours praying for that child. So if we're not sure about how to utilize that time, it's because something is lacking in our love, or we don't feel like it's our own child, or ourselves, or our own sibling. So in this, so in this new booklet from the Rav, loving the people of Israel with total devotion, there are a lot of paragraphs there to include in your prayers, and it's not like you have to say many, many pages. You can take one paragraph and recite it to yourself over and over and over again until it impacts you and you realize that you'll have prayed much longer than half an hour. We have here the Sefer Lukutim Maharan that was written by Rabbi Nachman of Breslau. This is the millionth so they're on the way to printing the millionth copy. And the Rav took upon himself the effort to be able to spread and to disseminate a million copies of Lukuti Maharan. This book, Sefer, is very important. Even if you're unable to study from the book, but just possessing this book in your home, and nothing says, brings a lot of protection to your home and to your life. And it also brings the Gula, the redemption, closer. The Baal Shem Tov once asked Mashiach, when are you coming? 
and Mashiach responded, when all of the teachings, your teachings, wellsprings of Hasidut, will be spread around the world. That's why it's an important effort to spread this effort and all Hasidic works into every home around the world. The Baal Shem Tov writes that having Ahavat Yisrael is the key, it's the master key. It opens up every gate in heaven. Master. <laughs> The Rav wanted to know that in his life he has merited to receive so much light from the Torah, but never before has he experienced so much light like this gift of Ahavat Yisrael. Praying for and working for and connecting with 
all the Jewish people with Avat Yisrael. And recognize that when you do that, you also personally gain as well, as we discussed. When a person is able to pray for and think about all other people, that helps a person rid themselves from ego and arrogance. That's why it says that when a person is able to pray for Ahabat Yisrael with true sacrifice and absolute devotion, they merit the quality of humility. The Rav's son, Nachman, learned from his father that they have to start every single day spending half an hour praying for Ahabat Yisrael. But the Rav's son asked him, the Rav, where do I find uh, spare half hour every day? It's important. How can I find a spare half hour each day? I got for half so the welfare of the Jewish people is less important than a thousand dollars to you. And I the Rav told his son that Ahavat Yisrael is and praying for and connecting with and loving all people is more important than anything in this world, than any amount of money in this world. It's even more important than the whole Torah because the whole Torah was created for the Jewish people.
לדעת איזה חמישים או מאה כאלה, להתהלק באנשים, שנפגש, שיהיה עוד אנשים, שילמדו, יש אהבת ישראל. וכמובן, כל אחד, אני רוצה לרשום, אחר כך הוא יקבל עצמו חצי שעה ביום תל אביב. כל יום, כמו שאני עושה, כמו שאלפים של אנשים עושים, גם אתם צריכים לקבל The Rav is requesting from everybody here, and he says, you know, he can't be here every single day. But he's requesting from us to all get to work in this effort of Abad Yisrael for the whole world. And he's asking that everybody should help by, it's important to purchase some of the books here, at least 10 books if you can, that will really help you. And of course, to make sure that you possess and own the Kutim Aharan for your home, And you can also add yourself to the list of thousands of people. At least 10 books you should get for yourself, which will bring your life. And to take many of these new publications um, and be able to spread them around so many people can have the fortune, good fortune of having them as well. And please participate together in the rush effort to dedicate half an hour every single day praying for the welfare of Claudius Surgamish.